Welcome back to Between Two White Coats, a podcast designed to help you be the healthiest version of yourself. I'm Dr. Michelle Plaster, a family medicine doctor. And I'm her co-host, Amber Foster, a family nurse practitioner. In our combined 30 years in medicine, we've seen a lot. We're discussing key issues surrounding health and wellness, answering some of our biggest questions, overcoming health obstacles, and giving patient-centered advice in hopes of educating you and providing the tools you need to live a healthy life. If you find our podcast helpful, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review. This will help other people find our podcast. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to serving you. Today's episode, we have Jane Robinson with us again because we're going to be discussing grief and loneliness during the holidays. Um, during this time of the year, especially if you've lost someone, it just seems to be exacerbated. There's, I might cry right now talking about I it. Know. <laughs> like their, their seat's empty, you miss their traditions, you miss the things that they are making, um, the memories that you've had. Like the, the season is already... Um, somewhat emotional anyways because we're high emotion it is a happy season too but it also can be very difficult and so we wanted to discuss that because we struggle with it too um just like i'm sure some of you do so um we're so thankful to have jane with us because she's going to tell us how to handle it um and dr plaster today is going to be vulnerable with us and tell us about um what her family has been experiencing over the last year. And so, yes, just be ready for Amber's. I know. I'm like, I'm already thinking about it. So I'm going to go ahead and grab my Kleenex. Yeah. Um, So this past year, for anyone who knows me, and um, I'm I'm giving myself permission to cry as I give everyone permission to cry when I meet with them, and I will, and I'm fine with that because I think I'd like to give all of you permission to cry as well if um, if you're feeling sad or if you're if you're missing or lose or have lost someone, um, it is fine to feel sad and it is fine to grieve and that is normal and you shouldn't have to hide it and you shouldn't be ashamed or embarrassed by it. So I am going to try to role model what I tell people and I would like to preface that with it's a lot easier to tell people that than to role model it. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, but I'm in a safe space with people who care about me and so I am I'm going to tell a little bit of my story and Jane's gonna help navigate this for me as well of, as well as any of you who are going through the same. Uh, my mother was diagnosed uh, with melanoma a few years ago and um, last year, December 18th, so we were right in the, the Christmas time. And if you knew my mother, you knew that her entire world rotated around Christmas. She loved Christmas so much. Uh, when we were growing up, my friends used to um, lovingly, maybe making fun of me, call our house the North Pole. Um, <laughs> we have consistently put our foot down with my dad to say, you cannot put the Christmas ornaments outside before October 31st. <laughs> like we gave up on Thanksgiving. It is really Halloween now that we are making this argument with. Aww. And so my parents love Christmas very much. And on December 18th, we found out that my mom's cancer had spread to her brain and being the doctor in the family I uh, had to tell the rest of the family what was going on and so through the Christmas holiday my mom was very sick we started radiation and um, we lost my mom to her, to her cancer in March and so this is our first Christmas this is our first Thanksgiving and um, and we know it's gonna be hard and we're preparing for the hard but just as many of you, uh, the pandemic has left a lot of people with empty seats at their table. Um, and just as many of you are going through the same thing. 
Um, we just really want to collectively navigate uh, how we're going to get through this Christmas season, how we're going to get through this holiday season when we don't have our mom. I know, Dr. Plaster, and I am so sorry. I mean, it's just so hard um, any time of the year, but especially at the holidays, because that is the time that the family all gathers together, and your mom especially loved Christmas. So let me start by saying it it's wonderful to cry, actually. It, it releases that pent-up emotion from our body, which is also holding our emotions. So it's okay to let it out. That's all crying is, is letting that out physically, yeah, okay? We're good at that when we, so start, talking about Reba, okay. we start talking about Miss Reba. Okay, Ooh. it's okay. It's all right, let it out, and, and that's, that's a good thing. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the stages of grief. Um, so I don't know if you guys are familiar with Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and the five stages of grief, but typically we experience denial and anger bargaining, depression, and finally acceptance. But acceptance is not really acceptance necessarily that the person that we love is no longer physically here. It's more about that we have to accept the reality that they're not here because in the other phases when we're bargaining, we're trying to figure out what we could have done to save the person's life and keep them here physically. Um, those kinds of things which we're kind of blocking the acceptance right so we don't really want to feel that pain so we try to do distractions or whatever to to not feel the pain so in feeling the pain is how we get through it um and when when we're talking about the holidays when i think of your mother loving christmas i think of how might at the christmas gathering how might you honor your mother at that time would it be appropriate to tell stories? All of you have a story, a funny story, or a funny time that you had with your mom. Something that incorporates your mom's spirit into that celebration instead of keeping it over there. Bring that spirit in. Because everybody lives inside of us, right? So when the physical body leaves this earth, we still have that love and that spiritual connection. So now we know that's what's really there. Because if it was just a physical connection, when the physical body leaves, it would be gone. Right. Right? So what is really the lasting and enduring part of us is what we're connected to, not that physical body. But because we live in this physical plane, then we want that physical body here. Right? So if we can try to keep that spirit incorporated into our daily lives where we talk to that person. Uh, we look for signs of that person. I just recently heard of a person whose father died and he loved cars, I think Subarus and orange, okay? So she, now she looks for orange Subarus and she sees them. Now I have never seen an orange Subaru, right? So she knows that's her dad when mm -hmm. she sees an orange mm -hmm. Subaru. And I bet you have some things about your mom that you can recognize too that that's my mom if I see that. I know that's my mom talking to me. Because they're still with us in spirit. But grieving that physical loss is what is so difficult. And, you know, I know people say, well, they're in a better place and those kinds of things. But those, that's not really useful because we're not grieving that they went to a, 
a better or worse right. place. We're yeah. grieving because that physical body is not here and we can't touch them yeah. and we can't hear their voice. And that's what we're grieving. But if we can try to move into that spiritual connection and, and, and when we're feeling so, and it's going to be desperate forever. Okay. I'm, grief is not something that we can. It has no finish line. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't. So well, it, I said too, like sometimes grief is like the little waves that like, you know, just hit your feet and then other days they're knocking you over. It's a hurricane. Yeah. That's exactly right. And so what happens is as time goes on, I'm not going to say time heals either, but what happens is you'll start having more days of joy and you'll be able to think about your mom with, you'll think about something funny she did and laugh, Okay. And, and then there may be two weeks later, that wave will come again. You'll hear a song that reminds you of your mother and you'll be devastated. And that wave comes back on you. So that's how we know it's grief rather than depression. Because right. depression stays consistent with the sadness all the time. Grief comes in waves, just like you said, typically. So I'm hearing you say a few things that are making me think. And I think one thing is really to plan for what we can do and how to not be focused on the absence of my mom, but Mm -hmm. to make her present somehow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I like what you said about sharing stories or if there's some other way. Um, And I really want to talk to, and I hadn't thought about this until we were just having this conversation. I really want to talk to my dad and my sister and say, what what would be a way that you would like to have mom present Mm -hmm. at Christmas? Mm Um, whether it is, you know, some Christmas decoration that she loved or mm-hmm. something that we eat or telling the stories, whatever each person is comfortable in doing mm-hmm. so that we can be focused really on her presence and what she gave us instead mm-hmm. of what's missing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would really be of service to our family and being able to celebrate her while mm-hmm. we celebrate the holidays as well. Right. Instead of just sort of feeling like we're not talking about it, but right. there's this black cloud in the room that no one wants to pretend is there. Right, right. Because what we resist persists. Yeah. Right. And that's what we do sometimes in grief is we, like I said, in the bargaining stage, we don't want to think about it. We just want to think about how could I have saved that person? Okay, well, we don't have that power, right? That's not enlisted in us as much as we wish we did. We just don't have it. And I have been through significant grief, too. And, you know, it's, I thought I could save things. Mm -hmm. And I would go way beyond where other people would go. I called a scientist about my dog's food that I happened to feed that dog. I called the scientist of that company to find out if there was something in that food that might have compromised my dog. So that's the bargaining part Mm -hmm. that we do. Mm -hmm. So we, we try to figure out how, and you being a, physician I'm sure you thought how could I have saved my mother yeah of course right right um and and you're right it's you know there's all these stages that you navigate um and and I think I like I like and I hope I I remember well what we resist persist um I think that's really powerful and I think just trying to pretend like it's just another Christmas Mm -hmm. and go through the motions um, is not going to be of service to any of us. Mm-hmm. And so I think I, I, well, I know I need to sit with my family and say, 
how do we want to do Christmas this year? What is it that we want to do? Are we comfortable doing what we used to do, or do we want to do it different? Mm-hmm. Um, or just switch it up altogether, um, or do it in the traditional way, but make sure that we're celebrating her. You know, one thing, my um, as my mom loved Christmas so much, my mom also loved... Um, she loved the Hallmark Channel, and she loved Christmas and holiday sweatshirts. Uh-huh. And so when my sister and I were cleaning out her closet, we probably found 12 Christmas sweatshirts. And so we um, we put the sweatshirts back, and for um, some of the people who were really special to my mom, who knew how much she loved Christmas, we're going to send a Christmas sweatshirt to them uh-huh. as a Christmas present for my mom. And yes. um, yeah, and we just thought that's a great way to celebrate her and do something with with her Christmas sweatshirts that she loved. Um, but we also have to go through the Christmas decorations and other things. And so I think really being thoughtful about how we can celebrate her mm-hmm. um, and will help put a different uh, tone to things mm-hmm. um, and and recognizing what we feel capable of mm-hmm. and being able to say what we're not up to. Yeah. And so we don't have to abandon all tradition forever, but right. maybe this year we're one or all of us isn't ready for something. Mm-hmm. And so if that's the case, then we really just need to be honest with each other and welcome each other's honesty to say that just wouldn't feel right to me. And yeah. maybe we do it different than that for, mm-hmm. for at least this year. Um, but I think we need to get together and talk about how we want to approach the, the holidays um, and what we can do to help um, make it something that we still look forward to and celebrate. Mm-hmm. And I have a nine-year-old, um, sorry, and I don't mean sorry that I'm crying, but sorry that I can't speak because I love speaking. <laughs> <laughs> but I, my nine-year-old loved his Nana very much. Aww. And Christmas should be very special for a nine-year-old. And so we definitely want to navigate how we're going to do this for him as well. Yeah. Um, but one of the great things that we've done through this, through this entire grief process is we've just cried together Good. And, and we've said it's hard. It it's okay hard. that it's hard yeah. and it's hard together and we're going to get through it together. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe we also give ourselves and give our son permission to cry on Christmas, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. permission to miss her. Yeah. Um, and know that we can do that and still be happy. Yeah. And um, he and I recently said we were having a bad day, and, and sometimes he'll come to me and say, I miss Nana. And, then, and I always say the same, so do I. But he said, and it's like a message through a child, um, he said, it's okay, Mommy, we can be sad and still be okay. I loved that. And I know, coming from a child. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I know. I know. And so I, I really think holding on through these, you know, these coming days that are going to be a struggle um, and recognizing we can be sad and still be okay. Mm-hmm. And, and it can be sad and be beautiful. And it can be sad and be um, a celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is okay for us to miss someone. Right. Absolutely. And still call it a good Christmas. And it's okay for us to cry in the Christmas prayer. And it's okay mm-hmm. for us to say, you know what? I can't do that this year. Yep. You know, that part might be too hard for me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think we just really need to be honest with ourselves and honest with each other. And we need to let each person grieve as they need to. Right. Because I yep. might really need to do something to honor my mom at Christmas. 
and it might be absolutely wrong for my sister. Mm -hmm. And so it's okay if I do that and she doesn't. That's right. And, and I think we all need to navigate this holiday season and respect and, um, and love and support that someone else might need something different than what we need. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And we can all do what we need to do while still supporting each other. Mm -hmm. You're mentioning support and, um, Navigating the loss with Shelly, plus our own losses in our, I mean, everyone has lost someone. Right. Like everyone can identify with this conversation. Right. But I think that um, being a friend or being, an, you know, another family member that, like an extended family member, what are some things that friends or extended family can do for someone who have, who has recently lost someone or, you know, is having a difficult time or it's their first mm-hmm. Christmas or Thanksgiving mm-hmm. or whatever the holiday may be mm-hmm. without the person that they love? Mm-hmm. So... Letting the person talk, you know, many times we want to go in and resolve it, right? Because it's uncomfortable for people to cry and to be sad, and we want everybody to be lifted up, right? But sometimes people just need to sit in that sadness, and they need someone to validate that pain. So if you can just sit with that person and validate the pain and just be there for them and let them talk, if they want to tell the story of the whole thing over, and you've heard it, it's okay. Let them tell the story. They have, that's the way of processing and getting it out. They may want to talk about things that happened with their loved one that it's not about the time of death, but more about other things in their life. Let them talk about whatever they want to talk about and offer some help. You know, offer if, do they need some help? Do they need someone to get groceries? Do they need someone to babysit? Do they need any help with anything? Just offer that help. But Many times we try to fix it, and it's we can't fix it. We just need to be understanding and compassionate and sitting with them in their pain, really. I don't think that there is a way to love someone better than to just be present during their time of pain. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's, it is. You know, so it in is. recognizing that that is a hard thing, but to just really be present and show up for people when they're struggling, I think, is is the best way to show your support. That's right. Um, and I think, you know, we, we talked about this and laughed a little bit when we were preparing this episode um, about all the things to not say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <laughs> and unfortunately, there's a lot of things that um, can be difficult for people to hear. And you've already mentioned some of them, like, well, they're in a better place. And, they're, and, and nobody means any harm right. when they say they are trying to make you feel better. That's right. But what when you are trying to love and support someone who is grieving... Um, I think being present and knowing there is nothing you can say that's going to change the situation. So be perfectly comfortable saying nothing right. and just saying, I'm here for you and whatever you need. And I, I support you in whatever way you need. Um, call me anytime you need. Uh, and, and not feeling like, like you said, not feeling like you have any answers is a really tough thing, but being able to be okay, not having any answers. Right. And right. I think, you know, going into the holidays, if you, if you know that someone has had a loss, just being present in whatever way, whether it's a little extra um, thinking of you card or mm-hmm. a phone call or a text message or any simple thing to show up for people. And, and you don't have to say, I know at this time in the loss of your mother, um, but just to say, I'm thinking of you, I love you. Absolutely. Yep. That's yeah. right. That's right. That matters because people feel so alone in their grief. Um, I'm going to mention a podcast. Anderson Cooper has started a new podcast called All There Is. Mm. 
it's all about grief. And I've listened to two of, of very interesting, and, and, and that can help people if they don't want to go into a group support setting, that kind of thing, to listen maybe to a podcast like that so you don't feel so alone. You know, there, most people have experienced, like you said, grief. So it's a communal thing. And yeah. if you can feel that support and feel that other people can recognize your pain, they don't understand it. You know, it's, it's different for all of us, right? Um, but having like you said someone just text you and say i'm thinking of you you're not alone it helps to know you're not alone yeah i love that and and i appreciate amber asking that question too because i think we all really want to show up for people mm-hmm. but we quickly go Haha, i'm going to say the wrong thing i'm going to do the wrong thing and just take the pressure off of yourself and just show up mm-hmm. so i have cried through this episode so i'm not exactly <laughs> sure uh what we've talked about and what we haven't um but you know, it, it is it's a hard topic, it's a difficult thing, it's an important thing because we also notice that um, you know when when people come in and see us prior to this past year, we always say, How are you doing through the holidays? The holidays can be hard. Um and, and people have their own kind of hard through the holidays, but um emotions seem to get exaggerated through the thanksgiving through new year time if you're happy you're more happy if you're sad you're more sad if you're grieving you're grieving more Mm -hmm. um and so i think really helping support each other through these exaggerated emotions that we end up having to navigate through the holiday season um is a way to help each other through it Mm -hmm. um jane i'm gonna lean into you with closing remarks and thoughts that might help us to I process through the grief in the holidays. The main thing, I guess, that really comes to me is to honor yourself. Honor that grief. Just like you let yourself cry today. Let it out. It's okay. Everybody knows what it feels like to be sad at some point. And if you're trying to support someone, like you said, sit with them in their pain. Look at them in the eyes and say, I'm so sorry for your loss. I know this is so difficult for you. Because most of us have felt that difficulty. Um, so honoring, honoring yourself, honoring the people who are in pain, honoring the memory of the person who is no longer physically here, they've dropped their physical body. Honor that. Just honor it. Thank you so much, Jane, for letting me have a free counseling episode in today's podcast. Um <laughs> I, I, I just want to close by saying that uh, for everyone who is struggling like I am through this holiday season, um, I am promising myself that I am not alone. Um, I have a lot of people Good. who support me and care about me, and I'm going to make sure that I am reaching out to those people and surrounded by those people. And I am promising myself and my family that we are going to celebrate my mom through the Christmas season that she loved. Mm-hmm. Um, even when it's hard, mm-hmm. even even mm-hmm. when it feels lonely, yeah. we're still gonna celebrate her. I really appreciate everyone for listening today and I really appreciate the ability to sit with these lovely women and feel what I'm feeling and not feel at all apologetic for it. Um, so we are with you through your grief and the holidays and we really appreciate you joining us today. Um, if you do feel like navigating grief through the holidays is too much, if you feel like you don't have people to lean on, um, then please, if, if you are one of our patients, come see us. We're here for you. Come uh, go see your primary care or any your mental health professionals that help you. Um, there are a lot of resources for grief. 
Um, if your family member was in hospice, hospice stays available to people for really ever to be able to reach to the chaplain and the social workers and the other resources available to navigate grief. I have told people, even when their family members weren't in hospice, that they could go to their local hospice and hospice tends to embrace anyone to help them navigate grief. There are a lot of other local community resources. So reach out to whatever you need um, and just know that we are all going to get through this and still be able to enjoy our holiday season. Thank you so much for joining us. We'd like to end you on a good note. Today's Tell Me Something Good. Today's Tell Me Something Good is um, actually from one of our nurse practitioners, Scotty. Uh, she said that her Tell Me Something Good was sparkly shoes. She wanted me to explain a little bit. Um, during the pandemic, we were wearing scrubs and typically we are able to wear dress clothes, but we were you know, kind of uh, dressed down some because of some of the um, safety PPE we had to wear. And so she, um, when we started wearing clothes again, she started wearing these cute little tennis shoes with sparkles. And she says she's never going back. She's going to wear sparkly shoes. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, take care of yourself.